Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the moon. So pretty and so bright. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. And welcome to season three of Witch Yes. <laughs> On today's episode, Saturn Return, Witches in the News, and a freezing spell to stop that negative energy. Stop it in its tracks. Stop it. Freeze. In the name of love. Ooh, gorge. Before you hurt my feelings again. Yeah, I didn't know the lyrics to that song either. <laughs> I was waiting, though. I was very excited. Oh, thanks. I appreciate. We want to thank everyone who left a review for us in the month of December and into January. That means you, Balancing Laura, Blissfully underscore Mama, Savvy Ray 98, Dear Moon Song, Barstow 75. Look at you at it again. Okay. <laughs> and this one. <sighs> I want to try. I want to try. Oh, you want to try this one? I want to okay. go. Ahead. Which, you know, I appreciate that listener even more because they were like, fuck, I have to make a username and they just put letters in. And I think that was the ultimate power move. But if you, okay, so here's the deal though, is that if you write it on a chalkboard and you turn it upside down and you wipe away the top, it does say, love you. <laughs> Zodiac killer again. <laughs> just back at it again. Also, thank you to Wild Intuitive and Yucky Kid. You're not yucky. You seem very delightful per your words, small child. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's check in. We had like a, a coup last week. That yes. was very cool. Um, what else is happening? The holidays happened. It's a new <laughs> year. Just going to hippity hop right on over that first one. 2021. We're going to have some fun. I mean, they thought so on January 6th. That was fun for them. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I thought <laughs> it's like. You look like I just stabbed you and you're like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm, good. I'm fine, I'm Thanks. good. Thanks. No, it's fine. It's, I, this is an old shirt. Um, <laughs> you know, it is a hard time to do a comedy show, but we do provide a service, which is very much rooted in escapism. So I will <laughs> continue to provide that service, mostly for Barstow 75, but for others as well. I love that. Yeah, dude. I mean, did we end up talking about our news resolutions? I know nobody gives a shit about no. this, but did you come up with anything? I did. And it was just to do better. That was it. I normally have a list. And this year's list was to just do better. Mm -hmm. So my whole thinking for this, before I went to... Because I'm judging it, but tell me great, your, great. your thinking. Excellent. Before I went to grad school, one of my friends, Hannah... <gasps> said before I left and it was like the most profound thing anyone's ever said to me she just said do so much good isn't that adorable and so I've always written that down in like each new notebook I've got like just trying to keep that in mind as I forge my path in the world and just with like everything being so hard still the do better approach is just for me to compare today to yesterday and be like did I do something better for myself today 
I and like that. so far I have. <laughs> what what is pants. it? The ninth for nine days. <laughs> each day has been better in its own way, which doesn't mean that there weren't parts of the day that were like truly awful, like there were. But I would always have a moment of that day being like, okay, but let me do this thing or let me sign up for this thing, which will be good for me. Like, let me take a walk. Like, mm-hmm. how can I do things for myself and my body that are better than the day before? Which doesn't mean like, okay, I have a very strict regiment if I have to go to the gym and I have to do these 9 million things and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Just building. We're Mm -hmm. little building. Mm -hmm. So that is my New Year's resolution for this year. I love that. Thank you. Oh, it's so, it's simple. You know, I like simple, sweet, and easy. Easy enough. It's still hard. It definitely incorporates all the things about New Year's resolutions that are like accountability Mm -hmm. and like progression, moving forward in some way. And I really like the idea of I'm not comparing myself to someone else. I'm just comparing me to me yesterday. Yeah. And me yesterday had much clearer skin. So I don't know what this is fucking about. <laughs> me yesterday's like a bit of a bitch. So here we go. Be a better bitch. Be, Be a better bitch. More harmful. Every day. <laughs> every day. Just do better. What was your New Year's resolution? Well, I got to take Be Better off of my fucking <laughs> I was already taken. Um, I had a couple. One, I do like lists, but I like very small goals mm-hmm. because then I feel better when I exceed them. So one was I want to draw at least 10 hours a week. Cool. That's every awesome. Week, no matter what. And then the other one, so I've been reading that book, Daring Greatly, mm-hmm. classic like self-help book. And it's about like shame and vulnerability mm-hmm. because like that's one of the most daring things that you can do. And it talks about how the things that like upset us the most in other people are the things that we feel the most shame about within ourselves, mm-hmm. which is like just true Scorpio energy. <laughs> and so I've been working hard on trying to recognize when I am just so truly I don't want it to cheapen it right Mm -hmm. because like the word triggered is like so very often like overused by people but it is like a very like real and like emotional and psychological situation Mm -hmm. that like the things and the people that trigger me the most and like send me into these spirals like recognizing their behavior as like a part of my shadow self that like I'm not willing to recognize Mm -hmm. just really like the first sort of tiny itty bitty big toe dipping into shadow work like recognizing the shadow looking at the shadow and hopefully just like making out with her because okay not wrestling the shadow no not well sexy wrestling maybe that turns into a deep loving and respect and high-fiving after i love that that's it well congrats good luck break a leg thanks also we're doing dry january me and my dad and it's not going great (laughs) it's not going great guys I mean, I feel like your dad has a glass of wine with every dinner, as Mm -hmm. I've been invited to have a glass of wine with them for dinners as well. So I'm pretty proud of y'all for trying. (laughs) Like, those habits are hard to break sometimes. And not like they're in a bad place, but just like when you're used to something, it's hard to just stop doing that even for a little Mm bit. It is. It's definitely like a weird – and I used to have this issue with pot when I was living in Portland where I didn't feel like my day was finished – and like resolved until I'd had something to drink or like had a like smoked a bowl or something like that. And yeah. so it was very this past week has just been like, how do I make myself feel like it's relaxing time? Because it's like once I have a glass of wine, I can't do research. That's true. <laughs> I can't. It doesn't go well. Yeah. So mm. good luck. I also have one thing I did want to talk about. Super yeah. Quick, besides, you know, just like a little bit more about me. Totally. Just like, you know, like circle back to me for a minute. Yeah. Please. I mean, we were still on you. We don't have to circle. <laughs> 
The dot's on. So I did want to say, and I know this is a little short notice, I'm going to be giving an artist talk on Instagram on the account Brenda XD. So that's B-R-E-N. D-U-H-X-D. So I'll be giving a talk about my practice and where I'm at right now and where I've been. And it's just over Instagram Live. And so I'll be posting links on the Witch Yes stories, on my stories on Instagram. And I really hope that you guys come. So wait, Friday or Saturday? Tara's Artist Talk will be on Friday, January 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Perfect. Yay. And I guess that's 2 p.m. Hawaii time. There you go. Everybody that needs to know knows. Knows. Be there or be not there's doing something else better than that, maybe. No, be there. There's nothing better to do. Come on. There's a pandemic. It feels like the world, more specifically, the United States, is a bit of a mess. Some people's lives feel a little bit messier now. What in the stars? Because as we know, as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Well, that's a really big question, Alicia Marie. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a heavy question for someone that didn't start their research three days ago. But what I can tell you right now is there is this thing. We've talked about it a little bit, and it's called the Saturn Return. So, would you like to hear about it? I would love to. Tell me about Saturn. Why is this happening? That's why we're here. Oh, yes. That's why we turned off the fridge so it wouldn't make noise. Good. The Saturn return, what is it? Why should I care about it? So, here's just some fun scientific facts about Saturn. The planet. Saturn is the sixth planet from the sun and the most distant planet in our solar system that we, human beings, can see with our naked eye. So, everything past that? It took uh, mega satellites, super satellites, very powerful wizards to see those planets. Ooh. Saturn is a gas giant, which is kind of a misnomer because, you know, they're giant and mostly made up of hydrogen and helium, but they do have a solid core. And the rest of the planet's matter actually exists in a state indistinguishable from both a gas and a liquid like a goo. Ooh. So if you ever land on Saturn, you're just kind of like swimming through goo? It's like a very light, hazy, it's like Hawaii in the summer when it's really moist. Oof. And you're like, why do my shoes feel wet? I, think I haven't been to the beach in weeks. <laughs> Ew. Actually. <laughs> Gross. Saturn and Jupiter are the only gas giants. And you might say, but Terra, my beautiful science witch, what about Uranus and Neptune? And I would say, actually. They are not a giant. They're pretty big. Oh, okay. They are giants. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. But they are called the ice giants. So what are ice giants? Icy. I don't know because that's the time for the Uranus return, which happens when you're 84. Really? So that's when you go through your Uranus return. And if you go through a Neptune return, you might be a lizard person because it's like hundreds of years. That's crazy. So Saturn orbits the sun every 29.4 years. That's important to remember. So just like lock that in your little brain palace. Saturn has 150 moons and moonlets. Ooh, and that I was sounds like, cute. What is a moonlet? And it's just a tiny moon. Is it a moon for the moon or is it still just a moon for Saturn? It's a moon for Saturn. Okay. I don't know what a moon for a moon would be. A satellite? But no. like a cute satellite. But like kawaii. Yeah. Adorable. Chibi moon. A chibi ass moon. Yeah. That's so cute. (laughs) So Saturn's moon Titan, one of its many, many moons and moonlets, is composed mostly of water, ice, and rock. Its frozen surface has lakes of liquid methane, and this makes it a decent candidate for extraterrestrial life. Though, 
it wouldn't necessarily mean like earth-like life. People are thinking pond scummy sort of situations. Like bacteria. Bacteria or like weird things that like don't require all of the stuff that us as terrestrians would need because they're extraterrestrial. No, no, I'm following. I just don't think I've ever heard anyone say terrestrians, but that's what it would be. Right? Because we're not extra. (laughs) In that way. I'm a human. Just a boring ass human. Okay, so, but what about Saturn? Like, why is it important for like our woo-woo situation? Mm -hmm. So, number one, the ancient Greeks saw this light creep across the sky and imagined him as the slow-moving, ancient, and vigilant god of time, Kronos, because it's so small and it's also like they know it's not a star because it behaves differently than stars, but it like doesn't really behave like the other planets that can like sort of zip around and are very dynamic. And they attached him to the element of lead and the astrological sign of Capricorn. Two very, what's the word I'm looking for? Productive. Pr- productive. I'm thinking pencils and I'm thinking Capricorns. But also psychologically upsetting. <laughs> Here's another deal. Whenever you go through a transit with Saturn, whether that's like Mercury square to Saturn or like Saturn's moving through your eighth house or whatever, whatever you're dealing with is going to feel heavy. You might be feeling depression or pressure on different aspects of your life. And while it may be frustrating to slow down, a Saturn transit is meant to keep you still long enough to give you the time that you need to really fucking think about what you've done and what you've been avoiding. So it's like a timeout in the corner where you're supposed to sit there and think about what it means to take responsibility for being better. Just staring at the wall. Staring at the wall, being like, I didn't mean to tell that kid that I'd cut off his butt. I was just pretending, dad. So reliving traumas from when you were six. Yeah, but then also like if you're there with something long enough, you can unpack it and really look at it in its face. As opposed to being like, by that time I was embarrassed because I told a kid I'd cut off his butt in first grade. I don't know why you'd be embarrassed about that. Like, that's aggro. Uh, thank you. Like, you're asserting dominance. I just thought it was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> you can't cut off someone's butt. I'm fucking six. I know that. No Walter. one has a butt when you're six. No one. Like, also, come on. here's the other deal. How am I going to find it? Nobody's yeah. got one. Have you seen that meme? It's not a meme. It's a video, like a TikTok, where it's like the little girl. She's like three. And she's like... I don't have a butt crack. And then she goes to her mom and she's like, but mom, I, do I have a butt crack? She's like, you do have a butt crack. She's like, I don't have a butt crack. Oh, I'd be that upset too. <laughs> that makes sense. Just traumatize that child. Oh, my body is not my own. It has, it has openings. It's porous. It's a good time to learn that lesson though, yo. So you're thinking, okay. Saturn sounds crazy. This sounds crazy. I don't like time out. That sounds really bad. How do I know when my Saturn return is? And you'd be able to find your Saturn return by looking at your birth chart. And once you know what your Saturn is, then you'll be able to look up when it returns. Bada bing, bada boom. Easy. The digital age. It's a crazy time to be alive. Your Saturn return will happen roughly every 29 years. We talked about that 29.4. That 0.4 sounds very important. So around the ages of 29, 58, and then if you're lucky, 87, for anyone experiencing the current Saturn return, it is in Aquarius, and it moved from Capricorn into Aquarius on March 21st, 2020, so last year. Barf. I wonder what happened around that time. Mega barf. But then it retrograded back into Capricorn from July 1st to December 17th of last year, which is very silly because basically the Saturn return in Aquarius occurred around peak pandemic times, hopped out for late summer and fall, and is now back in for more peak pandemic times. What the fuck? That is pretty crazy, though. I didn't come here for this. 
like maybe they were like, okay, Saturn, Aquarius and Saturn people, these people are nuts. <laughs> I, we really, we got to sit them down. They got to stay still. You got to, you can't go anywhere. All right, whatever. Gods. <laughs> okay. The Saturn return in Aquarius is now here to stay forever no until march 7th 2023 which does feel like forever that's a really long time it is a really long time we're gonna be i don't 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 say it okay i'm in retrograde okay once i turn 30 i go back in time oh like a benjamin button situation exactly oh man i can't wait for your sweet 16 oh my god it'd be so much fun i didn't really have one yeah okay let's let's do it let's do it okay (laughs) i'm gonna be in my 40s hanging out with a 16 year old girl (laughs) she's just so cool my best friend yeah i'll buy you beer not gonna like it thanks (laughs) okay i'm in my saturn return this doesn't sound great but what does this mean why i'm in timeout what's gonna happen what have i done what have i done why do i deserve this because you live too long You're supposed to die in childbirth like a normal woman, and that should have been at 14. (laughs) Exactly. Woof. So your first Saturn return is when, pardon my language, shit gets real fucked up. No. Period. Saturn return reminds us that what we do today has long-term consequences. So it's a time when your five to ten year plans need to start developing in our little brains we need to start putting forth those goals this is also the time you will make real hard commitments marriages kids really settling into your career buying a home these are the type of commitments that make it really hard to break out of and if you've already made those commitments before your Saturn return you may now be reevaluating these commitments (sighs) I mean you got married do we still like him is he nice to us was he mean to your like maid of honor? And she was like, I don't know about this guy, but you were like, no, no, no. I live for red flags. Are you like, well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> time to reevaluate it. And it doesn't mean that all your relationships are going to just crumble. It's just time to give thought into what they mean to who you are and who you still want to be. Saturn is also kind of the daddy planet, which is a little sexy because he brings discipline and order to our lives. Okay. That can mean your relationship to your paternal figures, but it doesn't actually limit itself to that. It can represent your relationship to other members of your family too. During your Saturn return, you'll grow to understand your role in the family dynamics and may even mend these past issues or begin creating healthy boundaries. Which is very good. That's like one of the hardest lessons. And not everybody gets it, dude. Yeah. There are a lot of people that move through life like not having a healthy relationship to boundaries. And it fucks you up. Yeah. It really does. And it starts right at the home base. Mm-hmm. So in other words, this is your cosmic wake up call. Shit. And it is shrill. Yeah. It, as Tara says, wake up, America. Because <laughs> we're just getting hit in the face each second. But we're still asleep somehow. I, I don't know. I've had a lot of NyQuil. That's true. And the melatonin. It gets hard. Saturn is asking you, is what you're doing today what you want to be doing tomorrow? And if the answer is yes, like lucky you, baby witch, you are on track. You are killing it. Keep it up. Do all those healthy habits. You fucking got it. If the answer is no, now you need to like readjust before you become complacent in the life that you actually don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Which that sounds scary. Sounds very scary. But also, you need to do it so that you're happier later. So like I said, this is the time you need to make a plan, five-year, 10-year, until 
Lunasa, I don't know, whatever plan, you need to just start making a plan of life goals that you want to achieve and to figure out how to follow that plan and make your dreams a reality. If you want to have a family, you got to start hitting up Tinder and Hinge, baby. You got to find who you will have your family with. If you don't want to find a partner for that, you got to figure out like, how is this possible? And what kind of budget range do I need to like raise a child on your own? You know, you got to like start figuring out these different things and how you can attain like what you want from your life. Mm -hmm. And you might be saying, I don't know what I want. This is the time to figure it out, baby. Now, welcome. (laughs) Yeah. I would say a good goal for all baby witches, if you're in a Saturn return right now, is to be in a completely different place by the time you're out. Mm -hmm. Unless you're doing swimmingly, then like congrats to you. But we're in a pandemic, so I doubt you are. I really doubt you are. (laughs) And if you are, I didn't know Jeff Bezos was listening to this podcast. Oh, well, he's not doing that well now because he's the second richest millionaire. Like, he's really dropped. This is fucking, look how recent. Look how topical. Yeah, it's crazy. Elon Musk, though, he's number one, so. He's going to take us to space. He's going to take us all to space to that Saturn moonlit (laughs) that we're just going to live on. I want to get on the bus that actually just flings us into the sun. (laughs) you're like i'm clocking out Boop. bye bye peace all right so let's talk about some famous saturn returns and by famous they're not even that famous they are just the previous ones because it takes so long to get to that point oh these are all in aquarius these are all in aquarius oh my goodness okay here we go we have 1932 to 1935 what happened we were in the great depression We did establish social security in the U.S. And Gandhi went on a hunger strike. That sounds very, very important. Wait, didn't the Nazis come into power? They also might have come into power. It was a very crazy time to be alive. My God. My God. In 1962, we have a lot of social movements. We have the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act. Martin Luther King Jr.'s around. Nelson Mandela was sentenced to life in prison. My dad was born. So much social movement happening. So much movement so much movement he's coming out exactly and then 1991 to 1993 nelson mandela was named the nobel peace prize so complete 180 from being (laughs) sentenced to life in prison now it's like 29 years later we're gonna give you a fucking award talk about like being on the other side of that saturn return i mean like really (laughs) do not be where you are now exactly there was the police beating of rodney king that sparked the la riots the internet was like created. Mm-hmm. 1993, yeah. 1993, which means the internet's in its Saturn return as well. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. And it's its first Saturn return. Unlike so it's going to be Nelson. messy for the internet too. Yeah. The, the internet needs to figure out what its life goals are. Yeah. And not be in the same place it was. Does it want to have a family? Does it? What does it want to do with the dark web, its shadow self? Like <laughs> We got to look at it in its face. Exactly. Recognize it. Hug it. Accept it. Accept it. Move on. Or it all falls apart. Who knows? Well, all of these seem very much, all of them have issues with racism. Daddy issues. Daddy issues. Authoritarianism. Yes. And also... I want to talk about a feeling of scarcity. Yeah. Like the Great Depression, like a scarcity of like of rights for people of color, for black people in particular. And then also sort of a, a mirrored situation in, in the early 1990s. That was 91, I think, Rodney King, right? Uh, 1991. 1991. March 3rd. So this idea of like abundance and also poverty, like trying to exist in the same space and the haves and the have nots and, and blame, mm-hmm. blame and, and looking at things on their side to reconfigure them until they explode. That's pretty crazy. And then we have our current Saturn return, 
I mean, which yes began season three. Whoop whoop. Got to celebrate the victories. Yahoo. Yahoo. COVID is still a thing and like pretty much worse now. Yeah, it's really bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Kim and Kanye may possibly divorce. So that's crazy. That's <laughs> insane. The United States democracy was put at risk. I wrote that before the coup happened. Oh, no. <laughs> More so. I was just seeing into the future, baby. RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 returned with its first transgender male drag queen. That's very exciting. That's awesome. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be inaugurated in mid-January. Knock on wood. Please. Brexit agreements have come to a close. Like, they're figuring out all their trade shit at the end of December. And the Brexit's happening. The UK's leaving the uh, European Union. Because of racism. It's crazy. And then, of course, season 20 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, their (gasps) final season of this reality TV legacy, will be coming out in February. February, March. That's like a month. They just finished filming their last episode yesterday. Oh, my heart breaks. Reality television is going to be forever changed. I don't know what else there's left besides The Bachelor and many of The Bachelor spinoffs. Yeah. I mean, I heard The Real Housewives are like really good. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll get into that. Yeah, same, same, same. Saturn in Aquarius has an overwhelming responsibility to the collective and that you as a person, you baby witch, need to contribute to your community or to the world in some way. What that way is totally depends on who you are and who you want to be. Aquarius asks us to break the mold. And so for those of you with this energy informing your personality, mundane tasks take a different tone. Oh, so like the simple things that you do every day take on a different tone or a different intentionality that is focused on the collective and what we can do for each other. Yay. Sounds pretty cool. It sounds hard. That is responsibility at its finest, I would say. So you're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. How am I going to navigate the Saturn return in quarantine? I am in timeout. I can't connect to my community. I cannot really connect to my community. What can I do? So intellectual, innovative, and independent Aquarians. It's a lot of very nice words I just said about you. A delicious alliteration. Alliteration. Have rebellious and progressive energy that is very forward thinking. They often live in their future. So keep a focus on how what you bring to the table can connect all of us, not divide or alienate us. There was an article with Dr. Jennifer Freed, who is a psychological astrologer and the author of Use Your Planets Wisely, says, With Saturn in Aquarius, you'll be asked to be the leader of this generation, to formulate new concepts of what it means to be part of humanity, and to be allies and friends to one another without discrimination and separation. So there are a lot of disagreements i will say oh really that a lot of people are having really that's what you would say huh i would say oh that. no as a third party as of the, this whole existence as the bright of the <laughs> as the bright eyes of god coming down seeing with eyes unclouded the love that we should have for each other and saying that's a little bit of a squabbling going on right now <laughs> interesting y'all need to go back to your covens and start praying yo <laughs> but There is so much that makes us different from one another. And I think this is Saturn saying in your own way, you need to figure out not to put blinders up because some of these differences can be crucial, but how can you help the most people without discriminating against them, whether their beliefs or the color of their skin or what religion they practice? Like, how can we come together as a group and fight for what humanity needs? Mm -hmm. To fight global warming. I can tell you right now. (laughs) Mostly climate change, yo. We got to come together and fix the environment. The article said, do not fight against your Saturn return. Dang. 
So if you are like, yo, no, I'm a coast. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to exert any energy. I'm just, I want to come out of this the same person I am today. I like my haircut. It's going to look ridiculous in 2023. <laughs> Those bangs are not going to age well. No. <gasps> The responsibilities and challenges that pop up during your Saturn return will only be harder for you to deal with down the line. So take a deep breath and be open to the change that comes. Fighting it will only suck more. You're like, well, I don't care that my boyfriend kind of negs me a bit. Okay, but in three years ago, you're going to care and you're going to probably stab him. Yeah. And then you're going to go to jail and all of this could have been fixed if you just broke up with him. Or had an honest conversation about your boundaries. There you go. A little bit of of poking is fine, but I'm actually starting to take this very personally. I am very sensitive right now. I'm going through my Saturn return. Excuse me. I'm having a moment. Having a crisis. Make sure you prioritize yourself. You're like, what the fuck, Alicia? Like, you just told me to focus on the community. Now you want me to focus on myself? (laughs) What are the stars saying? This makes no sense. They're stars. It it comes through very garbled. It's like, (laughs) what? Okay. Yeah, translation very loosely based off of reality, but we're doing our best here. (laughs) How do stars make noise? I don't know. With their big, bright, beautiful teeth. Just the teeth. Gross. No gums. (laughs) No tongue. (laughs) (laughs) It's just chattering. Commit to your self-care. Say no if the thing that you'll be taking on is bad for your mental or physical health. That is so much better for you to do than to be like, yeah, I can do it and then do it poorly because people are going to super judge you if you do it poorly. If you just say, no, I can't do it, they'll judge you for a day. If you do it really bad, not for life, but you know, it will feel like you're being judged for life. And that's not a good feeling. Don't go back to bad habits. Stop texting your ex. Put the phone down right now. Let's do it together. Let's all pull out our phones. Password. P-O-O-P. No, that is my pat. Oh, okay. Well, my phone's locked. (laughs) Well, good. Okay. You're not the problem. You can't even get into the phone. Just stop texting your ex. They're your ex for a reason, remember? Unless you're literally about to get back together, then it's fine. But all your friends should be skeptical. But just, there are so many fish out there. It's so many suck, but there are a few good ones. There are some dolphins. There are some dolphins. There are some manatees. Some great whales. Some really fine-ass whales. Some big whales. If you all wink, know what I mean. Some big whales out there. <laughs> oh, no. Barnacles. And barnacles. Another thing, like watch your substance use. Like it's fun to go wild and party and then sleep in the next whole day. And it's still fun to go wild and party. But make sure you do it in a way where your body doesn't like completely hate you and that you're not setting yourself up for bad habits further into your life. Remember, we're thinking further. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, no, I want to be like the drunk soccer mom. You're doing great. But (laughs) everyone else, watch out. If you interact with your past, whether it's like a person or you're thinking of circumstances or anything like that. Be mindful of the choices you made originally and why things ended up as they did. That weird aunt who might be estranged from the whole family, there might be a reason they're estranged. And you should, as part of your boundaries, talk to people about it. Yes. It almost feels like family taboos. And it's really just no one asks. Mm -hmm. So no one says anything. Mm -hmm. And you could break everything if you're just like, why do we hate aunt Rebecca? Because then they got to explain themselves and they better have a very valid reason. (laughs) 
You're on to them, baby witch. You go make everything better. Breaking the family cycles. Exactly. The whole point is for you, the baby witch, to be the sunflower that keeps growing higher and higher and becoming stronger and stronger, growing up through those cracks, creating your own foundation for a better you in the future. And also, this is the time to start new good habits. This is a lot of things. You got like three years, girl. Like you got plenty of time. Okay, I'm gonna, all right, I'll make a task One a year. One a year. Make a Trello board. Just like slowly... Slowly go through them. Yep, yep. I'll create checklists. <laughs> I'll assign it to different people. Complete. Done. Done. Move to done. This is the time to start eating healthier, going to the gym, or just like taking a walk, doing activities that you love. Like if you hate the gym, but you like hiking, go for a hike. Do some bird watching, play some board games, like do solo or group traveling. Of course, make it COVID safe, but do the things that you want to do and things that genuinely interest you. Like keep your mind active, keep yourself engaged. Keep in mind that anything you put into your body will affect it in some way. Mm -hmm. Whether that's your one glass of red wine for the heart, you know, good for the heart, (laughs) or your three Coronas that actually have like a lot of calories and carbs in them and aren't that great, which I love Corona. I'm sorry, Corona. I didn't mean to put you on blast like that. Oh my God, but with a lime. Mm. Mm, It's so good. You just like pop it in there. It's like the adult ramen. Ooh. Oh. So Dr. Freed says the longer you postpone doing good things for yourself, the harder it is to implement them. The entire point of Saturn is maturity and maturity means delaying gratification in favor of things that are really good for you and others. So going to the gym sucks, but yo, you're going to pop out and you're going to look like JLo. You're going to look like Kim K at 40. Oh, mama. So good. So hot. Making an appointment to see the dentist. I'm scared of that one. It's hard. In the next three years, I will see the dentist. I won't commit to a time. Alicia feeling very personally attacked. (laughs) It's scary. I miss my Indiana dentist. Was that the one with the beavers? No, that was the orthodontist. Oh, sorry. I do not miss him. (laughs) He's a very nice man, but a lot of groundhogs, I think. Yeah, it was groundhogs. Maybe they were groundhogs, but they were supposed to be beavers. Beavers make sense. Beavers are known for like the buck teeth. Yeah, or woodchucks. Maybe they were woodchucks. Maybe they were woodchucks. Because those are like an in-between. And they're like very pointy. Mm -hmm. Well, they have to chuck the wood. Oh my God. But how many woodchuck chucks is a woodchuck chuck of a woodchuck could chuck wood? What is the answer? I'm going to Google. As many as he wants. We're Googling this. How much wood? How much wood? Not how many chucks. How much wood? Here we go. New York State wildlife expert Richard Thomas found that a wood... (laughs) Woodchuck could and does chuck around 35 cubic feet of dirt in the course of digging a burrow. Thomas reasoned that if a woodchuck could chuck wood, he would chuck an amount equivalent to the weight of the dirt or 700 pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot. And now we know. Wow. Look at this Saturn return full of knowledge. I think, yeah, I really think I'm winning the Saturn return situation. Yeah, I mean, we're doing great. So we're going to be done in 2023, right? Correct. The blessed date of 2023. March 2023. We out of here. And you know what comes after Aquarius. Do you guys know the calendar? Is it Pisces? It is Pisces. Oh, thank God. You're so good. Good. It's our sweet, dreamy fishies. Those little Pisceans. So the Saturn return in Pisces begins March of 2023. Mm -hmm. And as Saturn always does, it will retrograde back into Aquarius for a short period of time and then fully go into Pisces. What? Like it did earlier. We get this again? Yeah. I can't handle this. It's a little bit of sprinkling on either side. Oh, my God. (laughs) She really... I'm looking out this window. (laughs) And how high it is. I bought tickets. You told me this, these windows don't open. Actually, that very much opens. It that opens open. like a screen door. Yeah, there's an, and there's no netting or anything. You could really fall out. That's really scary, actually. Sometimes you when I'm alone in this room, boss. 
I think about what it would be like if that wall wasn't there. And it was just open? In like Game of Thrones. You'd be so cold. Yes. It'd be so loud. Also, yes. All these things would fly out. Mm-hmm. Your plants would well, probably be gone. die. Yeah. The fridge. Oh, you didn't need it to begin with. It's only a nuisance. What are we putting in there? We unplug it every time we record. <laughs> I had big plans for that fridge. I was going to make cold brew. I think you need more magnets. I do. Anyway, so Saturn Return in Pisces begins March of 2023, and it takes with it, get this, the last of the millennials. Oh, it just puts them in a bag and <laughs> hypes them over its shoulder. Takes them off like, like Santa Claus. Goodbye. And it's the last of the Pluto and Scorpio children. Do we still have Pluto children? What? Because Pluto's not a planet anymore. I'm so confused with this whole Right, Pluto but also thing. it's like you don't have to be a planet. In or- I'm going to get into the dark moon, Lilith, oh. which isn't even a planet. It's just math. And oh. it is a part Ooh, of your that chart. That sounds dark. So- I really liked what they had to say over at thestrology.com, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to read it. Perfect. Saturn in Pisces is a little difficult to talk about, as the language of boundaries, limitations, and responsibilities seem adverse to the character of a Pisces, a sign having to do with boundlessness, expansion, and liminality. Yee. How do you create structure in the ocean? How do you bind that which doesn't take form? These paradoxes end up holding the deepest of gifts. So boundaries, stability, internalizing our global pain because Pisceans, they're very much sponges. They're emotional and psychic sponges. Everything around them is absorbed into their hearts where they have to fucking gnaw on it like a little piece of cartilage. Thank God I'm not a Pisces. That sounds exhausting. It does. The completion of another cycle of the Zodiac because Pisces is the end of the wheel. So we're back fucking on it at Aries for another, what, 29 years. So. All of this is going to inform how the Saturn and Pisces millennials will find footing in their quest to maturity, responsibility, and stability. So I looked mm-hmm. into our charts Ooh. and um, remembered that Alicia isn't entirely sure what time she was born. What was it? 1231, 1232? It's one of those two. It was probably in like right in between, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I was just looking at all of the Saturn in our charts. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to start with Alicia. Oh, I love that. So Alicia... Her Saturn, it's in Aquarius. <laughs> Shocker. It's in the sixth house. Okay. She also has a sun square to Saturn. Great. And a Saturn square to her midheaven. Oh, man. This is starting to sound messy. I'm going to read these things. Uh-huh. And all you other astrologers out there, we're just going to fucking shut the fuck up, okay? Because <laughs> we're trying to be posy over here. Don't tell me anything. Don't message me. Don't mess with my vibe. Okay. <laughs> this is not the time. Mm-mm. So Saturn in the sixth house. The sixth house Mm -hmm. is the house of health and fitness, but it is also the house of habits, organizational work, life habits, and to a lesser degree, our sense of usefulness to the world around us. Very Aquarian, very much, even though the sixth house isn't the house of Aquarius. Anyway, taking time to sit with your relationship to your body, your relationship to how you use your time, what is you know, efficiency in a fucking pandemic. How do I feel full? How do I treat my body and myself? What pitfalls have I fallen into in regards to my relationship to work and value? The sun square to Saturn references a great deal of self-criticism and criticism for others, real or perceived. But this pressure and the weight of one's ego, which is like, you know, the sun, that's Mm -hmm. ego, creates ambitious and assertive people. 
after all of this like sort of crushing of the earth, a little tiny diamond is revealed. Isn't that like the whole point of grad school is like, we're just going to break you down and hopefully build you back up. Hopefully. But most times you're just fractured. Forever. <laughs> and I was reading, I was actually reading this article that was talking about trauma mm -hmm. and they actually had a section that was about higher education and the trauma of graduate school. I believe it. I was like, it's real. I haven't it's been real. able to make anything. Yeah. And then Saturn squared to Midheaven is, you know, it's frustration and it's struggle. So some of the things that Saturn offers, structure, father figures, authority, may not feel accessible or supportive. Yeah. So it's just like pitfall after pitfall after pitfall. But all of this pressure on your body, on the things that you feel like you're supposed to be able to rely on, makes you create your own structure. Mm -hmm. makes you create your own sense of assertiveness and of ambition and ego. Ooh. And that's what I have. <sighs> it sounded like a lot already. And then when you spell it out, it sounds like a lot, dude. Yeah. Thank God it's three years. Thank God. Not this month. And we don't do work on weekends. <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging out. <laughs> I got those cucumbers on my eyes, like <laughs> face mask on. Like mm -hmm. I'm looking cute. Mm -hmm. I'm in a fluffy robe, living my life. Six coffees. I don't care. <laughs> It's Saturday. I have to pee. I know. Who cares? So then let's talk about me. So my name's Tara. Okay. I also host this podcast. Oh, great. So my Saturn is also an Aquarius because Alicia and I were born 11 days apart. Dun, dun. My Aquarius is in the second house. My Saturn is conjunct to Lilith, which Ooh. we're going to talk about in a second. And then my Saturn is sextile to my rising. Ooh. Which is also math. It's just like so much fucking, like the rising isn't even a real thing, but it is. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. So Saturn in the second house. The second house is the house of those like fat stacks. It's yes, money. It's finally. It's like all that fucking Torian shit. Good. Like material goods. Three Thank years you. you should leave with riches. It's priorities. It's material possessions. It's daily routines. But Saturn in the second house seems to universally represent a scarcity-based relationship to money. So- there's this phrase that kept coming up. Oh, no. That was selling your soul for security. Ew. And so basically this idea that like you are pushing yourself into a job that is entirely at odds with like your true life's passion, but you're so terrified of like not having that income that you're willing to like remove that skin to just become a worker bee because having money is nice. And so it's really about like focusing on what am I selling myself for? Because it's yeah. really like when you work, you're selling your body, no matter mm -hmm. what. It's your body, it's your time. Yeah. Woof. <gasps> that one's a lot. So now we haven't really spoken about the Black Moon Lilith yet. Ooh. That it's, sounds like pretty sexy and cool, though. It's very, Well, I mean, Lilith, we've talked about Lilith, Lilith. I mean, she's pretty sexy and cool. And if you think math is super sexy. I don't, but other people do, and I respect their opinion. <laughs> I'm not here to yuck anyone's yuck. I'm not. Mm -mm. So it's not a planet. It's basically a geometric formula, and it represents your most primitive impulses, your raw core being. And everything I read was so flowery that I just didn't understand it. So did you just not want positivity in your life? I looked. You're like, I looked. Cut this out. It sounds too good to be true. They were really like obsession and fear and issues with sex. And I was just like, like, great, great, great. I don't, I can't. <laughs> it was just like pressure, 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 pressure. On like the pit of the thing that makes you you. Great. Excellent. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm spiraling. I'm spiraling. And I'm making Instagram stories about it. Whoops. And then Saturn sextile to rising 
seem to have to do with like one's level of sincerity and how serious we take ourselves and others. So it just seemed like really a lot of like personality quiz stuff. Like you seem to prefer small intimate parties over ragers and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, at what level, what are you comfortable with when you're like trying to get intimate with someone? Like how serious are you about your identity and how seriously do you take other people? Is this life like supposed to be for fun or is it for work? That kind of stuff. What are you taking out of this? That I need? What am I taking? Well, what are you taking out of yours? I had a lot of on my to-do list for mine. We got health and fitness. We got to make some habits, healthy habits. We got to organize shit. We got it. Marie Kondo. We got to Marie Kondo everything. Although I have to say, I am I would say very great at Marie Kondoing things. Throwing things away? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Can you come to my house? Oh, my God. I would love it. Thank you. you. Would, you'd have nothing. Oh, no. I take I it back. I am so good at That's it. That's my dog. No. <laughs> I need her. <laughs> I am so good at it. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. What else is there? Oh, life habits. Yeah. And then I guess being nice to myself. All those things sound like good to-do list things mm-hmm. that I can accomplish in three years. No breath, of course. <laughs> Not today. During the work week. (laughs) During work hours. Only during work hours. Please and thank you. So what did you take from yours? I took that I need to redirect or maybe investigate my relationship to money and security and what I stress out about. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't know, just like weird fucking, like all this stuff with like Lilith and Saturn, like having pressure on like this thing that's supposed to be like who you truly are Mm -hmm. like in the blackest darkest parts of your soul and like feeling pressure to conform to something else says like i don't know like being afraid of who you really are Mm -hmm. and like recognizing that but i have no intention of changing my facade it's beautiful (laughs) people love me people really like me (laughs) as i am i'm not gonna tell them I don't want them to know who I really am. My secrets? I get Doritos on my shirt. It's gross. (laughs) No, thank you. Oh, yeah. And that's it. It's heavy. Yo, this is heavy. All right. Let's blast right into it. 2021. Witches in the news. Oh. Here we are. We're here again. We're here again. We're back at the news station. First up, we've got Roa Dahl's family issues apology on his behalf. That is probably a really good thing. So what's the start of a new year without a good apology? The family of Roa Dahl has apologized for the lasting and understanding hurt caused by the anti-Semitic comments that the author made during his lifetime. As we know, Roa Dahl is the mind behind the witches, the book with the movie and then the Anne Hathaway remake that insulted a lot of people. Yep. Dahl also wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which was also a book with a movie and then another movie that insulted a lot of people people. because Johnny Depp looks crazy. (laughs) There was Matilda, the BFG, and even the fantastic Mr. Fox. There have been more and more conversations in the arts and entertainment worlds about if you should separate the artist from the work that they've done. And while there's no answer to that, it is definitely good to keep in mind the person behind the media you're consuming. In an online statement, the Roa Dahl Story Company, which manages the copyrights and trademarks for the author, said, Those prejudiced remarks are incomprehensible to us and stand in marked contrast to the man we knew and to the values at the heart of Roa Dahl's stories. We hope that, just as he did at his best, at his absolute worst, Roa Dahl can help remind us of the lasting impact of words. 
The things you say matter. Yeah, especially when you write them down or people get it on tape. In response to a further request for comment back in December, the Roa Dahl Story Company... That's hard to say. A Roa Dahl? Roa Dahl. Horrible name. Worst name. Too many vowels. Roald Dahl. It's the D2, and so I try to make it sound like it ends with D, and then it starts with D, and not combine it into one word. Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Whoa. Back in December, the Roald Dahl Story Company said, apologizing for the words of a much-loved grandparent is a challenging thing to do, but made more difficult when the words are so hurtful to an entire community. These comments do not reflect what we see in his work, a desire for the acceptance of everyone equally, and were entirely unacceptable. We are truly sorry. Boom. Boom. Said the S word. That's, there we go. That's what we need. Mm -hmm. Does it take everything back? No. But getting an apology is really good. It doesn't fix everything, no. No. But I mean, that's like such a moment of like clarity for the people that did love him. Mm -hmm. And maybe someday, what's her face? She who must not be named Mm -hmm. will someday. Of the Harry Potter series. Yes. Will have her grandchildren apologize for her and her awful and hurtful things that she loves to say. Thank God that hasn't happened in 2021 yet. Let's like April. (laughs) She's going to come out and be like, oh, this thing. Mm. (sighs) Shut up for two seconds. Shut Shut up. Up next, the National Human Rights Commission of India. Don't worry. This isn't. For those people who are very triggered by our bad news stories, this is this is talking about the bad news without going in depth on the bad news, so you'll be okay. On December 20th, the National Human Rights Commission of India has expressed their growing annoyance and concern over the lackadaisical approach that the chief secretary and director general of police are taking in terms to the witchcraft accusations happening in Odisha. The National Human Rights Commission has compiled reports from all 30 district collectors of Odisha and is requesting that the chief secretary and director general of police to submit a report about what steps they will be taking to conduct awareness and prevention of witchcraft and sorcery accusations in their community. So we got this National Human Rights Commission coming in and trying to make people step up to the plate. Yeah, accountability. responsibility. Yeah, accountability. The National Human Rights Commission is also interested in learning about how the Chief Secretary and Director General are going to provide compensation. Oh, that's what's up. To the victims of witch hunting. That's what's up. They are requesting this report to be received by February 11th, 2021. What's up? That is uh, less than a month. Less than a month. Yeah. So I'm sure we will be seeing more news about that. I hope we're seeing more news about that. And it's good that they are finally having these conversations with the people who are in control of those regions. And the last one is the horoscope today on Spotify. Have you listened to this yet? I have not. Oh my God. Tell me. It is my favorite thing. Oh, okay. It really is. So for our Spotify listeners out there, we see you. We see you. I wanted to take a moment to talk about a program that I am actually absolutely loving on Spotify. And I know this is starting to sound like an ad and they are not paying us, but this is how much I like it. They're paying me, but they're not paying Alicia. Okay, well, that's rude as shit. I'm older than you. (laughs) It is called Horoscope Today. So you remember how we talked about how Spotify was releasing different music each month based on your Zodiac sign? They're still doing that. The Scorpio soundtrack was always very moody, sometimes more moody than I needed in that day. <laughs> just really. Like, really, I just give me some RuPaul. Like, I just want some pop. I'm sexy. I'm fun. I'm fun. So they still are doing those playlists. But now they have a new mini podcast that provides your daily horoscope all under three minutes. 
the best, you guys. I listen to it while brushing my teeth every morning. Like, that's how short and easy it is to listen to. Like, it is three minutes long. It's so good. You could time how long you should be brushing your teeth. That's true. Horoscope Today offers horoscopes for each of the 12 signs per day, 365 days a year. Literally, I was listening to the Scorpio horoscope on Christmas morning. So when they mean like 365 days, they mean it. It's actually all 12 signs get a new episode every day. That's wonderful. It's like instead of fucking buying a newspaper and reading your horoscope, it's just in this little thing. And they have like great intro music, like the Scorpio one's kind of like, ooh, okay, okay, yeah, I feel a little spooky, you know? And the Cancer one's like way more upbeat and charming. (laughs) Like they're going off the vibes. They know their audience. So, it's like bubble jazz. Exactly. <laughs> That's just something that I've been enjoying since we took our break back in December. And I thought maybe you guys would enjoy it too. How is the vibe of the Spotify podcast horoscope? Because most horoscopes, most astrology these days, not posy vibes. Oh, it's pretty posy. It'll be like Mercury's at this point in your chart, which means maybe you should be looking at this thing or don't forget that you need to hold yourself responsible for today's actions. Shit like that. Like, it's really good. You're Aww, like, okay, it's not mean. It's not like, girl, you fucked up. They're not saying that, which is good. So very posy, yet productive. Wonderful. Yeah. Highly recommend. And with that, we got to stop this negative energy that's coming our way. So Alicia found this spell. Mm -hmm. We're we're switching things up a little bit in 2021 season three, and we're moving into, I'm doing hands. I know. We're going, we're moving into, we're worms, we're worms and we're growing. Oh no, we're actually butterflies. I'm not a worm. What? Worms don't turn into caterpillars (laughs) or butterflies. (laughs) No, so it's really about like that. From an outside perspective, you're like, oh, look at this yucky worm. And then you're like. Oh, no, it wasn't a worm. It's like an ugly duckling situation, but with caterpillars. I wish worms did, like, morph into something else. Like, I think that'd be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. What would a worm be? Bear. Yeah, or a lion. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because I mean, Something terrifying. Brown and... If you water your worm enough, it'll grow into a bear. (laughs) Be careful. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. But also, you're going to hear this. It's the freezing spell. Here we go. So, this spell is to stop negative energy in its tracks pretty easy it's not harming anyone don't do it with bad intentions you're just trying to stop whether someone else's negative energy or a circumstance's negative energy we're just trying to stop it freeze it and recollect ourselves until they're done with their energy Mm -hmm. so you will need a piece of paper it could be a post-it it could be whatever it could be tiny a ziploc bag a pen you gotta write on that paper water and you need a freezer which most people have these are, I had to count, five things. Five things. That most people have. I love that. That makes it so easy. So with your pen and paper, you are going to either write the name of someone who is throwing negative energy onto you or the corporation, or you can just be like, coo. You can just write the word coo. Coo. There's a P in there. Yeah. Put the P at the end. You're going to get your Ziploc bag. You're going to put your piece of paper with the name of whoever's causing you harm in the Ziploc bag. You're going to fill that Ziploc bag with water. You're going to shut that Ziploc bag. You got to put it in the freezer. It's going to freeze. Boom. Shakalaka. You're done. I love that new catchphrase. Boom. Shakalaka. (laughs) Pretty sure it's stolen from somewhere, but I don't know where. Shaquille O'Neal? Did he say boom shakalaka? No. I feel like it's a basketball player, though. Who said? He's the only one I know. Shakalaka. Michael Jordan. Okay, I know two. 
Bugs Bunny. I know three. Sly and the Family Stone. Oh. A funk band from the 60s crooned out the famous explosion, boom, and ensuing concussion, shakalaka. Ensuing concussion. In their hit song, I Want to Take You Higher. I don't know. I like the idea of us just doing it, and it's like, boom, shakalaka. What would they call it? Insinuating? No. Ensuing concussion. That's a glorious set of words. That sounded really beautiful. It's on the level of dry ice masquerading as fire. Oh, oh, that's still. Patreon witches get that. Ooh. Ugh. That was a good one. And that was the spell. And that was witches in the news. And that was everything. And that was with Jess. Oh my gosh, our first episode of season three. We're three years old. Let me tell you, hard to get started. <laughs> hard to... You stop riding a bike for a month and a week, it's hard to get back on there. I hope not. I haven't ridden a bike in a long time. Well, you should try, girl. Ooh, you should try. Okay. Those seats? No, mm-hmm. I, those. that's why I don't. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. Like, so many people ride bikes and we can't figure out a way to have a comfier seat. I'm also like, people with vaginas that ride those bikes? I don't even know how you do it with a penis, though. I'm pregnant now with a bike. Yeah. That's crazy. Everybody's having a hard time right now. (laughs) Especially bikes. (laughs) Bicycles have it the worst. Everyone riding them all day, like not caring about their opinions. Uh, As I approach every situation, how is this affecting me worse than others? (laughs) How am I harmed by this? How am I being attacked? Every which way. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod for providing us the music for the intro and outro each week. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. I'd really like to thank everyone for their reviews in the month of December. If you have time or the wherewithal, I know you do. You're at home alone right now. Holidays over. Coup happening. You should be in your house writing reviews for us. This is your new job, okay? How will you be using our Saturn return? (laughs) How will you be actualizing and manifesting the power of our Saturn? Coming together. We're all coming together. As a collective. As a collective to elevate us. (laughs) Give us five stars. I hope that you think we deserve it because if you didn't, I don't know if I'd want to do this anymore. (laughs) If you want to find Alicia, where do we find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Alicia period herder. It's pretty chill. That's your name. That's my name. Where can we find you, Tara? I am at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. I'm also I have a private, a dark private Instagram with a um a finsta one might say. What's that called? A finsta. It's like Insta for friends. Oh, Celebrities really? do it. Oh, but it's like only for friends. It's like a secret Instagram. Well, everyone who's on it <laughs> is now my friend. Come into my close friends. See my mental illness, <laughs> and that's underscore little ma. So it's on private. I basically just check to see if you're following the podcast, and then I let you in. And then you can see all the pictures of my dog that no one asked for. But are there. They're there. They are there. You can see. Screaming at you. So cute. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Witch Yes. We also have a Facebook group called the Witch Yes Facebook Coven. And if social media like is not your thing, you can email us at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Patreon. Patreon witches at the $5 and above level are getting two extra episodes a month and a bunch of other goodies once they go up in the levels. And they also get early access to stuff that we roll out. So you guys have been on this break from us. If you're at the $5 level, $5 a month, you would not be wanting. You'd be actually like, this is too much content. (laughs) Please stop. Here we go. Grooving and 
moving. Grooving and moving. 2021. Grooving and moving. Grooving and, and this moving. has been Witch Yes. Witch Yes.